our LSU. Boom! All night long. Yes. Let's freaking go! Brian Kelly Press Conference, as we always do, we get to everything you need to know. Obviously, the big story here is Jaden Daniels is day-to-day. That is what I think all of us expected when listening to BK today. So type Y for yes, type in for no. Let me know in the comments section if you're listening to this on a podcast version. Who do you think will start versus Florida? Will it be Garrett? Will it be Jaden? We'll talk about that coming up. But I will say that that is not the biggest takeaway, right? It is the biggest takeaway because it does involve our very best uh, Heisman Trophy quarterback and his injury status, but that will be updated throughout the week. Brian Kelly was very illuminating about the LSU defensive game plan going into Alabama. Now, Twitter is going crazy over the QB spy comment, okay, where Brian Kelly said, hey, we do have a QB spy package. As all of us uh, do know, we we understand that Brian Kelly does have a quarterback spy package because that's what we used last year to beat Alabama. It was the deciding factor of why our defense was able to stop Bryce Young. We actually did a Harold Perkins QB spy on the very first drive of the game, one that they eventually punted on. So I don't know why we didn't go back to it, but yes, we should have used the QB spy. But this right here was the worst thing that I've heard Brian Kelly say in a press conference up to this point in the year. He said that they felt their defensive line could contain Jalen Milrow. Let me repeat. Now, once again, going live directly after, I would like to go re-listen to it to make sure it wasn't, you know, my ears playing tricks on me. So please correct me if I'm wrong if you guys heard the same thing. But he said that he felt the LSU defensive line could spy Jalen Monroe. Now, I am not a coach, but I do film studies every week. It's one of the most popular things we do on the channel, and I give you my best educated guesses. So I also say this. I do not know the play calls. I don't know how the techniques are taught. Those two things are very important, always understanding how any play works or doesn't work. However, the idea that we have contained quarterback scrambles this year is lunacy. It is absolute lunacy. We could not contain Auburn's quarterbacks from running. There was plenty of times that Peyton Thorne and Robbie Ashford both of which aren't good throwers, both of which like to run more than they throw, we still gave them their lanes. And the same thing was true with Jalen Milrow, okay? Those guys broke contain easily, okay? So, you know, the idea that you thought that our defensive line could, just our defensive line alone could contain Jalen Milrow, it's just not, backed with what we have seen in recent game tape, right? 
I go back and look at the my film study. Go back and look at the LSU Auburn game for yourself. Robbie Ashford and Peyton Thorne were able to break contain easily multiple times. And the fact that we didn't think with two weeks to prepare that Jalen Milrow wasn't going to do the same thing when in our Patreon breakdown, we broke that down at length. Okay. We, for, for the last two weeks of live streams, you can go back and listen to it for yourself. What do you need to do? Don't let Jalen Milrow hit you with deep bombs. Okay. Which he didn't do. Give the defense credit for that, but don't let him scramble all over you. Make them have to uh, do something else, and we didn't do it. So the fact that those two things are true, the QB spy comment, that's going to be passed around. That's going to be viral. But the, the thought that, like, we 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 struggled bringing Jordan Travis down, and he's not the same level of runner as Jalen Milrow. And Jordan Travis didn't so much beat us with his legs, but with his play-extending capabilities, right? So, look – uh that was very concerning. We could not contain KJ Jefferson with some of the scrambles uh, that he was able to get on us. Now he is scrambled on everyone this year, but we were probably some of the worst culprits. Uh, so it's 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 concerning to me. Part of why you know you get paid the big bucks is eliminating the minor errors and. Making the things that you don't do well a strength, or at least addressing the things that you don't do well, um, so you can eliminate those weaknesses from killing you throughout the course of a game. Um, so obviously, a big thing that 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 happens in these press conferences is the questions are so important. There are so many of the same uh, big picture questions um, that that were asked uh, in the press conference. That, you know, kind of got, you know, redundant, uh, if you ask me. That's okay, though. You know, ask whatever question you want to. I would have loved to have heard a little bit more specific uh, breakdown. So, once again, Brian Kelly's not going to ever be just too critical. But, you know, BK uh, said a lot of different things. Obviously, uh, we'll have all week to talk about Florida and Graham Mertz and ETN. And we're going to get to all your comments here in just a second. Um, but let me just share with you uh, a, a few things, okay? Um, you know, Brian Kelly was asked about the second half adjustments. I, I just have no idea why he did not tell Matt House, hey, we, we've got to do the QB spy. We cannot contain Jalen Milrow. Didn't understand that. Um, he also talked about Garrett uh, Nussmeyer being uh, ready to go for this next week's game. OK, uh, he, he's got to be ready. But at this point, we won't know anything about Jaden Daniels until Tuesday. Right. LSU doesn't go out there and practice. Uh, they're going through all the concussion protocols and all that stuff. We will know more tomorrow. Um, you know, at this point, uh, I always lean on two different things. OK, the Vegas point spread. I have not seen. Uh, the, 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 the Vegas guys take down the point spread yet. In fact, it opened at 12 and it got up to LSU 13 and a half. So those guys have more information than any of us. Okay. Um, so they've not taken the, the line down at any stretch. Um, and then the second thing is, you know, it, he, he's day to day. Jane Daniels is the toughest son of a gun. Okay. We have seen him overcome 
some of the most brutal hits we've ever seen a quarterback take. So um, at this point, we really won't know until later in the week. Uh, but Garrett Nussmeyer is going to have to practice and, and and be ready to go. That was something, obviously, um, that was hammered home. Um, you know, Brian Kelly mentioned a lot about, you know, the LSU offense, right? If we would have done this in the second half offensively, um, we, we could have stayed on the field, right? He talked about the deflected interception. Um, one thing I, I would have liked Brian Kelly to be asked about, which to me specifically was the biggest issue for the LSU offense, was the offensive line, right? Um, you know, I highly recommend if you haven't uh, watched it already, go watch the Alabama uh, LSU film study. It's timestamped so you can move ahead from quarter to quarter. And two players who had been phenomenal in, in, to the point where I would say they're all SEC players uh, played their worst games of the season on the offensive line for LSU. And that that stunk, right? That hurt. It was a knife in the heart uh, to, to really even say that. I would have loved to question about what did Brian Kelly think about the offensive line. Um, the second thing I, I'll bring up after rewatching the game again today, so doing the film study, cutting it all day, and then rewatching, uh, getting up this morning, rewatching the game again. Um, and I tweeted this out earlier. Uh, you can follow me at Power LSU. Um, the Dallas Turner dirty hit, and it was dirty. I, I will not back down from that. Was it the dirtiest thing I've ever seen? No. No, like I mentioned in the film study, the dirtiest hit on a QB I think I've seen happened from an LSU player. So I'll call it like it is. But his track record lets you know uh, that he is looking to knock out the the opposing team's QB. That's all there is to it. Okay, Uh, we saw what he did to to Jackson Dart last year. Um, You know, you don't get the benefit of the doubt. But all that aside. There had never been a defensive player that had a bigger impact on any game that I have seen LSU play than Dallas Turner. I've never seen a defensive player take over a game like that. And that was with Jaden Daniels lighting him up. You have got to really break down what Dallas Turner did to us. He destroyed us. He he destroyed us. Um, I And I think of all the great pass rushers. We were able to block Jadavian Clowney with a, a left tackle who got the start on three days' notice. Um, you know, we have done historically well uh, last year versus Alabama, going up against elite top five level pass rushers, right? Miles Garrett never came in and, and, and killed us. Uh, I mean, what Dallas Turner did is one of the most impressive things from a film perspective I've ever seen, going up against one of the best left tackles we have ever seen play at LSU. We had no answer for him. So I, w- I would have loved a, a, a specific question about the offensive line. Maybe we get one later in the week. But that unit was, to me, the best offensive line in the SEC. You would have not thunk it. You would have thought Alabama's offensive line had been far more consistent, uh, far more cohesive. You would have thought that they had all five of their returning starters coming back. Very strange game from the LSU offensive line, but look, they're good. Uh, they're, they're good. Okay, so it's uh, it's it's it's. I, I would have liked uh, to to have to have heard Brian Kelly's thoughts uh, on that. Um, they did ask Brian Kelly about the running game. Why couldn't it really get going? Well, it's simple. Uh, Bama's defensive line had us. 
And it's kind of hard to get a running game going when you can't get a snap off properly. And, you know, your snaps are consistently low. It does ruin your timing. But also, you don't really want to run the football that much if Jaden is cooking. Now, we can get into a debate about running the football is good to shorten, you know, the game and it gives your defense rest and all of that. I don't think that that matters if your defense can't simply tackle, right? Uh, You should just do what you do, outscore uh, whoever, and just live with the results, okay? So there you go. Let's get to uh, a few of the comments. What's up, Rob G? No, it was not fun watching the game (laughs) the, the second time. Uh, Quinnen Williams for Bama, Nick Fairley for Auburn in 2010, or Brandon Spikes uh, for UF in 2018. So Spikes did have a pick six, but I, I don't think any one of those three were as good as Dallas Turner versus us in the second half of this game. I mean, we're talking about the biggest plays of the game he made, right? Knocked out our quarterback, okay? Very impactful. I mean, it, I, I don't, like I said, I don't think it was, uh, I don't think it was clean, Okay. But still, he knocked out the quarterback. He was one that forced the interception. Batted the ball directly up in the air. Okay, lucky deflection, but he forced it. Then, before the Mason Taylor drop, remember, Jaden had an unreal scramble where he spun around and then spun back through the middle. Okay, that was a 30-yard run. All right, a demoralizing run. Will Campbell held Dallas Turner, so he forced a holding call. Then on the next play, when Mason Taylor actually dropped the pass, um, he was held again. It wasn't called. Um, so two consecutive plays going up against you know a, a left tackle that's going to be in the first round. Then on the Jaden Daniels ankle breaking run, Jaden was still running like nobody was tackling him. Dallas Turner caught him from the backside. I mean, he was simply sensational. We had no answer. Okay, now Jaden still did Jaden things, but. That 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 was it, it. Really was crazy. Uh, so you know, I I and trust me, there, there have been other great defensive players versus us. That there's not many guys that 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 did, um, um, uh, that that did what he did. Now, once again, I'm not taking anything away from those other guys, but it it was crazy. Let's go to Raylan here. Everybody, uh, welcome Raylan, the Flat Town Zydeco. I, I, I bet you this is some good Zydeco music. Please send me your stuff. Uh, it's not so much the players on defense; it's more the relaxed scheme and cowardice to play up close from man to man and make the QB show that they can't beat you in the pocket. Yeah, I, you know, Raylan. Um, one thing, one thing that I mentioned going into the game was, look, let's just play off of them, give our corners some time to get their feet under them uh, in this game. Okay, I thought that you are right. We should have moved a little bit more into more aggressive coverage schemes. Okay, uh, because if you do that, you're you're just going to um, you're not giving Jalen Monroe easy pitch and catch throws. Right? You take a look at the throws that he did complete. They were easy, easy, easy pitch and catch throws. Right? Um, but then again, there were some opportunities for our guys to make plays. Okay. Um, I, I I saw one LSU player um, on Instagram celebrating, uh, you know, a big hit that he had on Milrow, um, and it was Major Burns. I saw this Instagram post. I normally don't care. Um, post whatever you want to post on on Instagram, but you know, I don't think Major Burns had a 
a, a bad game. I thought he had one of the, the, the better games. He missed a huge tackle on Isaiah, Isaiah Bond, though, where his back was turned on a little sit route, and it wasn't a difficult play. Isaiah Bond is a really good football player. He's got to make that tackle. Um, as a multiple-year starter, you've got to make that tackle. He didn't make it. Okay? Um, I, I feel as if watching this LSU defense, it, we're, we're a collection of individuals that don't play together, right? Uh, I think we're all trying so hard to go and make a play when, you know, that's just not how defense works, right? I understand, you know, you want to you want to get into the backfield, make plays, do whatever you can do to, to, to help the team win when you honestly just need to, you know, do your job. Right. Uh, this wasn't the worst, like blown coverage kind of game in, in terms of this guy was running wide open. It was still one of the worst defensive performances uh, I've seen. Right. You know, for a quarterback to have a 96 QBR, but only throw for 219 yards uh, in a game that they win by 14, it's just inexcusable. Right. At least go out winning a game with knowing that you force them to do things that they're not good at. Okay. The next thing that, that I would bring up is Brian Kelly, you know, kind of like what he said, you know, at the end of the Ole Miss game is that the offense still had an opportunity to go out there and win this game. Okay. And he's right about that. He's right about that. The issue is versus Ole Miss. We could have ended that game. If Jaden hit Malik on the rollout, right. Once again, kind of hard to blame Jaden for anything in that game. But he's got to hit that throw. In this game, though, this was a case of everyone outside of Jaden, Malik, and maybe Emory Jones. Emory Jones played a really good game. We Our offense really did not play that well. Jaden and Malik played unfreaking believably well. Took their games to another level. I didn't think that was possible. Um, but the rest really didn't do that. Okay. Now, once again, that's not entirely on them. Actually, Josh Williams had his best game of the season. Um, but outside of those players, we really just didn't have anyone on offense elevate themselves, if that makes sense. Okay. Um, so yeah, I mean, it, it, it was tough and I, I felt Brian Kelly made a lot of good points in the press conference about taking our game to an elite level when you go on the road and play Alabama we didn't have enough of that. We didn't have enough of that on, on any side of the football, right? And I understand that there there is this narrative out here. Well, you know, we, um, we'll talk about Omar Space in just a second, JJ. Um, there's, a, there's this narrative that we, we wasted this season with Jaden Daniels as our quarterback. Um, and normally I don't agree with like just a simple blanket narrative, but – I never would have thunk going into this season, and I thought Jaden was going to take a leap forward. I did. Um, I didn't think it would be this much forward where he is still, I I think most would say, the best quarterback in the sport. I didn't think it would get to the point, though, where he took this massive leap, but a lot of other players on this team didn't take that leap with him. And that is that reared its ugly head, right? And it goes to show you that football is the ultimate team sport. Even if you have the the, the best player 
at the most important sport, uh, the most important position in all of sports, quarterback. You're getting this level of play, and you're just not getting enough from everyone else. Okay, um, I, go, I go back to this. Okay, thought Brian Kelly, uh, you know, outside of being a little bit more forceful with making defensive adjustments, I thought the things that he could control, he did a really good job of in this game. Okay, so that's timeout usage. We did burn way too many timeouts. Okay, that is on him. But outside of that, deferred to the second half. Great decision. That plan worked out perfectly. You got a quick stop on offense, took a 7-0 to lead in the first half. And then, in essence, you took a 7-0 to lead in the second half, okay? He did his job. Went for it on fourth and one when it was a clear go early in the game. It's still not enough. It's still not enough, right? And I still contend up 28-21, to all right? If we force Alabama to punt on either one of those third downs on their first drive, we are winning that football game. Jaden Daniels is getting the football back in decent field position, and we are driving down and winning the football game. Okay? But, you know, the defense, you don't need an elite defense. You just need a timely defense. You need a defense to occasionally give you a stop. And that's the issue. There's nothing this defense does well. It's rare to say that. It is rare, rare, rare to say that, okay? Nothing. Absolutely nothing, all right? You would think with all the talent, all the resources, all the money, that is, and, and the history of LSU defensive players, there is not a single thing. And if you guys can find one, I want you just to comment right now. I want you just to comment. What is one thing that the LSU defense does well? Okay. Just give it your best. I'm, I'm trying to think of it. There is absolutely nothing. Tackling. No. Forcing turnovers. No. Pressuring the quarterback. No. Preventing big plays. Well, in this game versus Alabama, we did do that. So step forward in the right direction. Um, you know, time and space, uh, football IQ stuff. No. Um, energy, effort. I felt we I felt we played hard. I, I'll, I'll give them that. But there are times this season where it's like, eh, you know, Jane will go out there and win it for us. So I've questioned that. I never thought I would say that. I've questioned that some. It's an issue. It's an issue. Okay. Grant says, how did LSU versus Georgia State get chosen for seven on ESPN2? I'm glad you brought that up because that is a big story, okay? Uh, that's always probably the, the biggest piece of news for every single press conference on Monday is you do learn the start time for the next week's game. Now, this last week was a little bit different because uh, the networks chose to wait until Sunday. So the Florida game, once again, will be a 6 30 kickoff versus um, uh, at night in Tiger Stadium. You get another night game with Georgia State uh, coming up. And more than likely, historically, LSU versus Texas a is a night game. So uh, pretty much every LSU game at home this year has been a night game. Okay. Uh, you can't really ask for anything more than that. If you, <laughs> I mean, uh, it's, it's the way God intended college football to be played. LSU played at night. So 
There you go. Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know, Grant. I, I, I don't know, but that is, you know, absolutely absurd that we, we, we get that lucky, right? Uh, let's go to Titus. You've been supporting me for a while. The dime JD fight through to Malik Neighbors was absolutely spectacular. Yeah, it's a, that's definitely up there. One of the best throws I have seen from LSU quarterback. And I understand. Okay. There are people that watch my channel, uh, that are Jaden haters. And you might think that I have, I I'm being overly compliment on, on Jaden Daniels. No, I've, I, I, I've, uh, and Rob says the worst defense he's seen in 66 years. Y'all, I, I, I can't, I can't quit saying this, man. My, my pick last week was LSU solely because of Jaden Daniels. I thought with two weeks to prepare, and this is on me. This is on me. I take responsibility for this. I was right about Jaden Daniels taking his game to the next level. He took it to another gear. I did. I get chills thinking about it, right? Because for so long, we did not have this level of a difference maker at the quarterback position. Okay. And we've had great quarterbacks over the past two decades, better than, than most. Okay. Y'all it's, it's insane. Un, unfreaking, unfreaking believable what he did in, in this game versus Alabama. Okay. Don't take my word for it. Take Spencer Hall. All right. One of the, the biggest voices in college football. He's a Florida fan. Okay. Uh, every day should be Saturday. He said Jaden Daniels had the best game versus a Nick Saban team uh, that he had ever seen. Okay. That that includes the Manzels. That includes the, 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 the Burrow game. And the QBR backed that up. So Jaden was, was breathtakingly good. Now, did he miss some things? Yes, he did. Um, but man, even even some of those were, were it, it's it's a little trivial, right? So, yeah, it was crazy, absolutely crazy what he did, absolutely crazy. But uh, you know, Jaden, if he was sitting right here, um, spoke to someone close to Jaden last night. He gave me a call, uh, and said at the, at, the, at the very least, uh, and this is sources, uh, if you, if you will, okay. We do not have an Anquan Bolden situation here. Um, for those that don't know, Anquan Bolden broke his jaw and uh, played in the NFL. Still ridiculous. Uh, I couldn't imagine uh, the amount of pain a, a broken jaw would be. Jaden does not have a broken jaw. Okay? Uh, that was a fear because, you know, if you actually watch the hit, the helmet did get under that the helm, uh, under Jaden's helmet some. Um, I... I I feel comfortable saying that it's not a broken jaw. Hopefully, uh, this these sources are 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 right about that. Obviously, injuries, health is always a fluid thing, but we'll take it day by day. All right. Now, um, you know, Brian Kelly, uh, since there are so many uh, big picture things that were said in this press conference, you know. It's it's kind of it's it's it kind of gets repetitive, right? Him just saying like the the, the big question, the big picture kind of things. Uh, you know, you 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 hear that quite a bit. Let's go to Titus here. All right, thank you for the super chat. I love your film breakdown. I truly wish the coaches and defense. I. Uh, 
Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. You're just saying that the defense and the coaches cost Jane Daniels his Heisman Trophy. Um. Okay. This, if and I understand, I'm 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 draped in LSU stuff right now. Okay. Um, I'm a Brian Kelly fan. All right. He would hate what I'm about to say. Okay. So just for me to share this point aloud, let me make one thing clear. One of the worst Heiser Trophy finalists I think I've seen was Manti Teo. Okay. Um, obviously, that's one of BK's guys. And Manti uh, was a Heiser Trophy finalist. And obviously, Johnny Manziel beat him out. Um, he was not the best defensive player in college football that year. It was Jadavian Clowney, who we mentioned earlier in, in the live stream, ironically. Just because you're on a winning team does not mean you deserve to be a Heisman finalist. Okay. And Manti was really good. He deserved the Buckets Award. He was the best off ball linebacker. Sure. Okay. Um, there was an edge rusher from Georgia I thought had a, had a better year uh, than, than Manti, too. I, I, his name slips my mind. I know he got drafted by the Steelers. Uh, and the inverse of that is also true. Just because you lose, does not mean you are not the best player in college football. Okay. Um, so I saw this, you know, on three, they they do their own like little Heisman poll vote. Okay. And like four out of the five guys who are on this graphic still has Jane Daniels number one. Because you want to know why they're rational. They watch the games, they see that no one is playing better than him. Okay. I get putting Michael Penix over Jaden Daniels. I could get that, all right? But one of the voters took Jaden Daniels off the off his top three altogether. And the week before, he had Jaden Daniels number one. And he put J.J. McCarthy at number one when he beat Purdue, but they first-year head coach, okay? If you want to give the Heiser Trophy to the best player in college football this year, it's Jaden Daniels. Okay, I can hear out Marvin Harrison, but he's he's the best player. So I I don't think you should factor in the defense. In fact, the inverse of that is also true. I think it's more important to have an elite elite quarterback when your defense sucks, right? Uh, you know, we lose the Missouri game if Jane's not the quarterback, right? Um, you know, it's all there is to it. Okay. Thank you, Brian. Jarvis Jones was ridiculous that year. All right. Next thing. I'll talk about this briefly. All right. There is a really, really talented football player. Uh, for LSU, who Brian Kelly referenced in this post-game press conference, who I've been repeatedly asked about on this channel, okay? And earlier in the year, I was concerned because Brian Kelly referenced him, and it wasn't a Monday press conference. I think it was a Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday press conference. It was one of those days. And that was JV and Toviano, okay? So it's important to, to, to include this 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 bit of context here. So earlier in the season, Brian Kelly 
mentioned in this press conference something along the lines of JV and Toviano and the word redshirt, okay, which really bothered me. Now, I don't know all the details about why Brian Kelly said that. Um, there's a lot of different decisions that go into whether or not you want to redshirt a true freshman or not. But my position on this has always been the same, okay? If you are a top 100 recruit, okay, you are that for a reason, right? Normally, if you're a top 100 recruit, the market or the recruiting services are telling you, hey, we think you're really good and you are ready to play right now, okay? Now, that's not always the case. People whiff. Uh, players don't turn out to be what you expect them to. I liked JV and Toviano a lot. I'm pretty sure he ended up being a top five player for me in this class, okay? Our secondary had been stinking all season, and it was so bizarre because Toviano had good practices from what I was told. Uh, of course, he had bad moments, but the entire secondary had bad moments. He also had a really good spring game. Now, he wasn't playing outside corner, per se, in the spring game, but you, you could see athletically that he belongs. But why why wasn't he given a shot earlier in the season? Obviously, there's a lot of details we are not privy to. Was he banged up? Did he say, hey, I I'm, don't know if I want a red shirt or not this year. Um, but, you know, we, we were using him some on special teams, and it doesn't matter if you're playing special teams or not. You're, you're, you're playing, and that goes against your four games, right? So now in an emergency situation, we have him play versus Alabama. And as Brian Kelly brought up in the press conference, he made mistakes, right? He said Toviano was solid, okay? Uh, the first Milro touchdown was solely on Toviano, okay? Uh, he, he, he is the contained guy. Uh, it wasn't solely on him, but, you know, the reason why the touchdown run was so easy was because of it, him losing contain and, and leverage and all of that. Then Jermaine Burton beat him on a slant later in the game to, to, to move the chains, but the game was kind of out of reach by then. Y'all, he looked like he belonged, okay? He looked like he belonged. Um, there was another run on a third and two that he kind of got caught up in the mush, and and uh, the running back, Miller, was able to get the sideline. So, yeah, I mean, there was there was mistakes. So I agree with Brian Kelly that he was solid, but I would have gone to him earlier in the season because he's a top 100 athlete. Use him. Use him, Okay. Uh, so it's, it, it's, it's, it, that, 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 that is, a, that is a little concerning, uh, if you ask me. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, when, in the, when the best game from Toviano, more so versus a run than the past. Um, but I, I would have, I would have gone to him, uh, a little bit earlier in the season. Okay. Now, just to make sure, uh, we did not miss anything okay uh brian kelly did say on the injury report that it looks to be pretty clear outside of zion alexander who's already out okay uh once again we don't we won't really know anything about jane daniels until tuesday okay um once again if you're just joining us brian kelly said the main thing else you should have done differently on defense was use a spy there were third down situations where we felt we 
like we wanted to be in more coverage in our in our unit could keep him in the pocket. That did not prove to be the case. Like we said earlier in the press conference, this right here in the middle, okay, is not good from Brian Kelly. It's not good enough for me. It's one thing if this were true throughout the rest of the season. We struggled with pass rush lane integrity throughout the entire season, right? Jackson Dart killed us with his legs. Uh, we even let the Army quarterback inexplicably break contain on a Hail Mary attempt. Um, and that is what got Zy Alexander hurt. That That is a reason why that play happened. If we had just kept the, the Army quarterback in the pocket, um, that 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 Zy Alexander is still playing for us right now. Uh, because he's not able to get that Hail Mary off in that in that fashion. Um, and once again, Brian Kelly says, if you want to close a gap to be elite, back-to-back 10-win season starts, do that. Okay? Um, and there he was again uh, about uh, Toviano. Um, I know it's in football-related. Really excited, though, to see the women play tonight versus Colorado. Okay? Um, in Vegas, go Haley Van Lith. Go Michaela Williams. Obviously, Michaela's my favorite player on the team because she joined us on PHL earlier this season uh, in person um, at the uh, Shreveport Card Show. But, uh, but yeah, Jaden Daniels, day-to-day. And uh, these are your kickoff times for not this Saturday, but the next. Now, once again, this is the Saturday slate. And you tell me that the SEC doesn't want to go to a nine-game schedule? our nine-game conference schedule, this is what happens, okay? You get, you know, juggernaut matchups, UL Monroe versus Ole Miss, Chattanooga and Alabama, Southern Miss and Mississippi State. A lot of teams like to schedule these softies before the rivalry week, and I get it. I get why they do that, okay? Um, But once again, LSU versus Georgia State, 7 p.m. Central. Um, Saturday night in Death Valley, can't beat it, baby. You cannot beat it. Okay. Let's go to Walter. If Jaden has to sit, could would he opt out for the rest of the season? He is not opting out. Okay. Could we see him opt out of a bowl game scenario? Uh, yes. And it would probably be for uh, the the benefit of not only him, um, but the team, because that would give Gary Nussmeyer a start going into next season. Because, look, you know, I I would like Gary Nussmeyer in a perfect world. Now, obviously, I would prefer Jaden to play these final three games because if he lights up these final three games, he's right in the thick of it for the Heiser Trophy and he's going to New York City. Okay? So, look, it's – the truth is, in a perfect world, the bowl game – would be started by Garrett Nussmeyer um, because a start would would do a lot for him going into next season. I truly do believe that. Um, but I don't think Jane's opting out. He's too tough. He's given us everything. He's one of the, if not the hardest workers on the team. And that's just not his MO, right? You know, right when I started doing Jaden content, and I'll bring it up because we do have a bunch of new viewers, new subscribers, new growth for the channel. That's good. The SEC channel is really blowing up. I want to say thank you to all of you that watch over there, Power Hour SEC. Um, And I'm glad you brought this up, Walter, because if you want 
a full Florida versus Arkansas breakdown, I've already done it. So if you like my film study for the LSU-Bama game, it's practically the same thing um, in the same kind of format for Arkansas versus Florida. Okay, so if you want to go over there and see uh, Florida, check it out. Okay, um, Jaden is not opting out though. I don't think he. I don't think he was opt out for the rest of the season. The bowl game, I could see it. I could see it. Okay, let's go to special TK. I really appreciate it, man. I think we're going to get a few more super chats here, uh, and I'm going to have to, you know, keep going here uh, on this afternoon. Um, that's perfectly fine with me. Uh, let's give out something. Um, next $20 super chat will get a Logan Diggs card in the mail from me. Um, so there you go. Thank you so much, especially K. I really appreciate it. Where am I without the, uh, the, the QB spy stuff? Okay. It's an issue. It's, it's a major issue. The thing that, that that really hurts me about this um, specialty K is it, with the no QB spy. We did a Harold Perkins QB spy play the very first drive of the game. Now they converted a third down, but we forced Milro to sit back there and make a throw to a tight end underneath. That was an easy conversion, and we don't want easy conversions, right? But later on in the drive, we were able to get a sack, and it wasn't a QB spy that got the sack. It was what I begged and pleaded LSU to do for the second half, right? Um, and for those that weren't with us on Saturday night, uh, I had to go do my halftime show from a gas station, okay? The first thing I mentioned or one of the first things I mentioned is to keep doing twist stunts. All right. Keep doing them. All right. And if you do that, guess what? You get a second wave of pressure, right? Because if you just rush four, it's all like one wave of players, right? Another thing a twist does is, it gets we 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 are a, when it comes to our defensive line, we cannot disengage blocks. We just can't do it. It's one of the worst traits our defensive line has. The one thing a twist does is it gets you disengaged with a blocker at the very beginning of the play. Okay, so it takes away one of the things we're not good at, which is um, our get off and getting off blocks. Right. And the third thing is when you twist, you're able to kind of process what's happening. So let's just say one of your initial wave guys get back there. The twister can kind of see where Milrow's trying to go, right? And you're able to run in that direction. Three, or I, I guess you could say four of Milrow's big conversions or touchdowns or just simple scrambles with a four-man rush. That can't cut it, okay? You take a look at the Tennessee game. A lot of their big plays in the Tennessee game, four-man rush, okay? And look, Bama's offensive line was bad versus Arkansas. They were pretty good versus Tennessee, got away with a few things. 
they tore us up. They tore us up. And I think out of any unit where the narratives going into that game flipped with this game itself, it was the offensive lines of both teams. Okay? Dr. Morgan, good to see you. Uh, Kyron, you've been in here for a while. Let's go. House is allergic to blitzes. Yeah, I just think he's kind of kind of baffled. Yeah, Dr. Morgan, yeah, the stars, you know, it's, it's a blessing and a curse, right? Uh, the star rating of, of some players. Okay. But it's a good question, Walter. It's a good one. Okay. Yeah, Quasi, that's a good way to put it, right? I think I think at this point he, he should be the SEC player of the year. But you know, if he misses a few games, I won't give it to him. They'll give it to um something like they'll do something basic. They'll give it well honestly if 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 Jaden can't play, it should go to Malik Neighbors. Uh so there you go. Lou, come on. Now, every time I get this comment, isn't that Coach O is not coming back to LSU. It, 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 I, that will never, ever, ever happen. D man says, bring Dave Aranda back. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Um, I think Dave Aranda would take it. Uh, yeah, I doubt he gets another uh, head coaching job, but we'll see if Baylor keeps him around. Um, Skip, what's up? Good to see you. Oh, come on, LD88. You're better than this. You're better than this. Okay. You know, you know, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're getting into to some, some delusion. And I don't know if delusion is the right word, but we're getting stressed out when, uh, I'm starting to get the the Ed O and the Les Miles comments. Okay. Yeah, Big Mill. I mean, this is true. He his missed Isaiah Bond before the end of the half ended up hurting us. Right. So he had Isaiah Bond for a wide open touchdown, wide open. Okay. Airmailed him. Now, the reason why that hurt us is because they ended up scoring a touchdown anyway and burned more clock off, okay? But still, on a third and nine with 36 seconds left to go and only one timeout left, Jaden still drove us down the field and scored a touchdown, which is crazy. And we're talking about the, the Malik throw. The Kyron Lacey throw was insane.
Oh, Alabama hillbilly. Mm. That's crazy, man. Crying emoji. I don't know why you're sad. That's true, pressure. That's true. I did. I did. I, I, I have been kind of shocked by the amount of Alabama trolls, uh, even on my film study. Right. You know what the funny thing about. Uh, the film study last night is it was an hour and a half long. We spent maybe two and a half minutes on the Dallas Turner play. OK, maybe two and a half minutes. It wasn't in the title of the video. It wasn't in the thumbnail. And nothing, I didn't even bring it up. And it was mostly Alabama fans talking about the Dallas Turner play in my in my comment section. It's like y'all are trying to find an argument, right? Unfortunately for Alabama Hillbilly, this was um, I'm I'm gonna say what I'm gonna say. Okay. Don't want to get into this. Let's go to David here. Alabama has a good defense, and they were underestimated. Um, I, 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 I I'll, I'll disagree with this. Honestly, were they the better defense? Yes, that was clear. Um, you know, I, I hammered this home a, a gazillion times over that their defense was far superior to ours. Okay. Jaden still cooked him. Jaden still cooked him. Okay. I think it was mostly Dallas Turner who did who did the work, right? Now they had other guys step up and make uh, some, some plays, right? But you know, we averaged over seven yards per play, and the the, the thing is, is that. You take a look at that final Malik neighbors drop. The one thing I just did not get about some of the LSU fans after the game was people saying Gary Nussmeyer looked bad. What? Wait, did, did, did we watch the same game? Did we, did we watch the same game? Okay, it's, it's the most hostile situation you could probably walk into in college football. It was 5 of 10 for 63 yards. On fourth and eight, through an absolute dot to Malik Neighbors, if he catches it, he's probably running upfield and scoring. So that line goes from five of 10 for 63 yards to six of 10 for 100 yards and a touchdown. I, I, I'm not going to, I thought Nuss, I thought Nuss said fine, all things considered. Now he's not Jaden level. Uh, don't know who is at this point, but I thought Garrett Nussmeyer looked fine, right? So, yeah, I mean, how many defensive stops did the Alabama defense actually have? I mean, they had some, right? Um, the fourth down play was an amazing play by 13, and the interception 
was a lucky bounce, but give Dallas Turner a lot of credit. So, yeah, I still think Alabama's defense is very good, though. Okay. Let's go to Michael B. He believes Jaden is not playing uh, with J uh, because he's in concussion protocol. Um, what do I think our chances are versus Florida? Once again, the point spread has not moved. In fact, it has moved um, in 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 LSU's direction, right? Um, so yeah, but you know the truth is. I don't know how much I like that because you take a look at the um, you know, once again, it, it opened at LSU minus 12. It's now up to 13 and a half. Yeah, James, drops are bad for whoever is that quarterback. I, I was very clear that the receivers needed to drop or catch Jaden's balls. Pause. Big pause. Huh? 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 All right, TLV makes a good point. They had enough to keep us to 28, and our average before the game was 35 per game. Okay. So let me ask you this, TLV, and answer this as freely as you want to. Does LSU score another touchdown if Jaden Daniels does not get knocked out in that game? I would venture off to say that he would, right? We had 28 points early in the third quarter. Okay. So he likely would have scored another touchdown. We still should have scored another touchdown with Nuss. Okay. Did their defense step up and make plays? Sure as hell did more than our defense did. Okay. So yeah, I mean, we're we're right at we're right at thirty five. Now. Here's you're going to do. Max, what's up, man? Holding down the PHL chapter in New York City. Max is sad, man. That was a tough loss for the for your Dolphins yesterday versus the Chiefs. In the next uh, five to ten minutes, we'll answer as many questions as we possibly can. If you super chat, we'll go all afternoon. Why not? We'll go all afternoon. Let's go to Jay Madison. Has Mason Taylor regressed um, slightly? No. The drop was costly, though. So if you want to talk about regression, yes, he needs to make that catch. He will tell you that. You know, he had some drop issues early in his career, but not so much, you know, since then. And the irony of it was one of the better catches in the game uh, was, you know, some split zone action. And Jaden threw it behind Mason Taylor. He made it a pretty ridiculous one-handed catch. 
and uh, their their safety made a good play in the open field. Okay. Um, so yeah, has he regressed? No, his blocking is 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 good. If you ask me. Let's go to Pierre Sears and rock with us for a while. He said emphatically, yes, we score again. The issue is we score if Jaden was protected properly on the play he got knocked out. Okay. He had Malik Neighbors with the step on the DB he had been burning all night. Okay. Now, I wanted to say this for the end, okay? At the end of, you know, yesterday's film study, I was very critical of, you know, one player in particular, and it was Will Campbell, okay? We've not mentioned him until the end, okay? Which is part of the reason why I wanted it earlier in, you know, the live stream. I said, I wish I wish Brian Kelly was asked specifically about the offensive line. Why were the snaps so bad? That was such a big deal. It was such a big deal. Okay, because you got to think before the two big, devastating Jaden Daniels plays. Okay, there's extra context that needs to be added to it. Okay, or the two big, devastating mistakes. All right, so Mason Taylor's drop is the equivalent of Kyron Lacey's drop versus Florida State, they are near identical if you will okay Kyron's was in a little bit more traffic so Mason's drop was worse okay but still it was an extended play that Jaden found an open receiver over the middle and we dropped it and it would have ex- it would have continued to drop the continued the drive okay then we have the interception okay this is why it is so important and it's hard to do because it's time consuming. Okay. In college football, we are a highlight society, right? Football is a highlight driven sport, right? For me, when I watch the NFL, I can't sit and watch every NFL play. And even then, we have been radicalized with fantasy football and the red zone channel. We don't actually watch football in its entirety, right? We rarely do unless it's our team. The reason why that's so important is because the previous play has such a massive impact on the next play. Okay. Perfect example. Let's take the Jaden Daniels interception. All right. Where the ball was deflected straight up in the air. It's bad luck. Dallas Turner made a huge play. Okay. So guess what? Guess what happens? All right. The play before it. Josh Williams made a long run on first down. I say a long run. It was an eight-yard run, perfectly blocked play. But before the interception, Charles Turner had a snap infraction, okay? If he doesn't have the snap infraction or the false start, the interception does not happen, okay? Let's take the Mason Taylor drop. 
before the Mason Taylor drop, we had an even bigger play, positive play, where Jaden Daniels ran one of his top three most ridiculous runs in this game. Okay. He runs straight down the field and makes an absolutely ridiculous play. Okay. Will Campbell makes a holding penalty. And then on the next play, Jaden bailed us out, but Mason Taylor dropped it. Okay. That's so important in the discussion of the game, right? Those mistakes pile up and it puts so much more pressure on you to be elite, right? So coming up right after this, I'll finish up my thoughts here on um, on Will Campbell. But first. PHL Nation. Oh, yeah, baby. You know about Louisiana Controls. They've been showing us love throughout this college football season. And I'm looking for you to do the same when it comes to your energy management commercial HVAC needs. It is all with our buddies who have been doing this for over 40 years. Yes, that is four decades. You know this Louisiana weather gets crazy. Go to LouisianaControls.com or call 225-924-4990, baby. Let's go. All right. Final thing here on Will. I still love me some Will Campbell. He's still one of the five best players on the scene. Okay. Those things happen. Those things happen, right? Um, you know, Will Will is just so lights out. He is so lights out as a left tackle. So lights out. Okay. So we just could not get enough done, right? Um Otherwise, um, elsewhere for us to overcome some of those mistakes. So, Will, I, I, I also want to say take number seven off Will. That's crazy. You have one bad game. It was costly. It was costly. But we've got to get better. Now, my dog is going absolutely crazy. I don't know. I think someone's trying to get under our house. Huh? Huh? I don't know if you guys have been hearing that. Um, but, yeah, I will be chatting in the Discord throughout the day, so we hope to see you there. It is. Power, power, LSU, Alright, don't forget, go to the SEC channel. Check out my SEC um, Arkansas versus Florida breakdown. Big thanks to our Super Chatters. That's Grant, Titus, uh, Special DK, and David. Thank you guys so much. And tonight, we're doing gumball. Let's go. Let's go.